You're listening to the Faculty Podcast. In this interview, George Wernicke discusses the prevalence of corporate leaders who formerly served in the military and the influence of this background on financial misconduct. The context is basically that we wanted to understand the drivers of firms' involvement in fraudulent behavior, unethical behavior, broadly defined a bit better. And we do have some understanding what drives such behavior, but the literature is not really clear with regards to how much that is potentially caused by those who actually lead organizations, so you know, people in the upper echelon, like the CEO. And what this upper echelon theory predicts is that whoever leads an organization has an impact on organizational outcomes, such as fraud. So it matters who these people are and what the character are and what their values are and what their views are. We use two data sets here, right? And we do that because each of the data sets has certain advantages and disadvantages, but both data sets taken together overcome the disadvantages of the other data set, right? So we use one data set, which is from, um, which is basically looking at alleged fraudulent behavior of companies. So those companies have been um, prosecuted by the SEC for violating um, or cooking their books, you could say, either you know, quarterly earnings or yearly earnings. So they're engaged in, in fraudulent financial behavior. And then the second data set is a data set on grants, so grants, option grants, CEOs get. Uh, they regularly get option grants, and basically what we look at is whether or not these option grants were lucky. So lucky option grants simply means that a um, CEO has been granted options on the day of the month with the, where the share price was the lowest. Um, that can happen, right? Randomly that can happen that you know, the CEO is lucky and gets the options granted on the day with the lowest share price. But there's a statistical probability how often that should happen. And what we observe is it happens more often than you would expect if that would have been um, distributed randomly. So there seems to be what we call backdating so that, you know, after options have been granted, that the CEOs go back and change the date when the option has been granted to the date where the stock price has been lower. And that's what we call um, lucky grants or option backdating. Yeah? And the two data sets, they show very similar results, but they have, as I mentioned before, they have disadvantages. And the disadvantages of the first data set, so actual fraud behavior, is that it could be that some CEOs are just better in covering the fraud up. And it could be that military CEOs are just better in covering fraud up. So this data set just shows us fraud which you know, has been uncovered. Okay. In the second data set, uh, the advantage is there's, you know, um, covering backdating is impossible. Um, so we, we know, I mean, this publicly has to be announced when the option grant has been granted, right? But we don't know if the option has actually been backdated or if the CEO has just been lucky. So the option has been granted on the day with the lowest share price. Uh, what we find in our data is that probably 50% of the option grants were likely backdated, but we don't know which 50% of the 100, right? So, but if you think about both data sets, putting both data sets together, for one, for the fraudulent one, the O's could be better in covering up. For the second one, there's no covering up, but we don't know which of the instances we observe is actually fraud and which, the other, uh, which one is luck. But putting them both together actually allows us to overcome the disadvantage of both of those data sets. Just to give you a, a little bit of data here, so for the first data set, we actually um, have 15% of the CEOs in the data set served in the military. And we look at data here from uh, 1998 until 2011. And for the second data set, 
Uh, we look at a bit shorter time period, 1996 to 2005, and we have roughly a similar amount of CEOs who served in the military. So basically what we see is if the CEO has served in the military before becoming a CEO, we see that the firm is less likely to be involved in fraud, right? So the, the chances of observing a company which is headed by a military CEO is roughly something in the 60% um, percentage right, uh, lower. Um, so 63%. For lucky grant, if you have a military CEO, former military CEO, the, the, the chance, the probability of the observing a lucky option rent is roughly three percentage points lower. So it actually shows that CEOs who have served in the military or organizations who have served in the military is less likely to be involved in a financial fraud. Right? And what are the implications for that? So one thing we show is A, that the person heading the organization matters. Right? And the character of the person heading the organization of the firm matters. And what we argue and show in this paper is that the service in the military has instilled the individuals with a certain mindset of characteristics or values. And the values are that you follow rules and regulations. You don't break them. And that these values are instilled during the training in the military and they become they're basically imprinted on the personality of those executives. So once they leave the military and become managers, even become CEOs, it's still part of their personality. And so it guides their daily behavior. And so they're less likely to break accounting rules in this, uh, in this respect. What's the implication for firms is when they screen for future employees, the personnel. So if you think about, you know, whom to hire for a CEO position, um, it seems to play a role what, what character those persons have that seem to play a role. You could probably take service in the military as a signal for behavior which uh, is inclined to stick more to rules and regulations, behaving more in line of what we expect of ethical behavior.